0: what would you describe the grind as
1: i mean the yeah the grind it it, it's almost what feels like an unattainable goal right or like you know like what's like a like a far out like goal that you kind of have to make yourself believe that is attainable within your reach and you have to really make yourself believe and it's difficult. The grind, It it has the name, the grind because it's not a walk in the park. No. Or
0: else it would be called
1: a walk in the park.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's also like, I also kind of call it the loop, which is, or, or the, yeah, the, the cycle, which is like your quintessential wake up, go to work,
1: go home, sleep, repeat but see do you think that that going to work is part of the grind because I, I think going to work is status quo i think the grind is like you're you're shooting for something more than what you have right now
0: yeah i guess that is the the sort of different interpretation of the grind of like more sort of modern like yeah like let's get this bread and let's you know, work on uh, all these things. And like, I don't know, people boast about only getting like five hours of sleep or something because like, yeah, just grinding away at it. And I don't know if it's healthy. And I think that's the main reason for bringing this up, especially like you and I in that we have sort of goals outside of what our like main money making schemes are. And we have to grind and put in time outside of our normal work time to make this thing happen on top of just like the rest of survival, which is at, at the very least eating and then hopefully some sort of social interaction at all.
1: <laughs> yeah there's also like the, there's all kinds of things that are almost considered necessary right that uh drinking s- your own urine <laughs> necessary uh <laughs> that that sometimes the grind makes it so you don't drink all of your daily urine
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and and so like I don't know uh, you've seen the the model or the the metaphor of like depression of like you only get so many was like spoons or whatever spoon theory. Uh, you only get so many to like give out to yeah, I, I don't know whatever other like things people used to measure this depression theory, but it's like you only have so much energy in the day and like when you're depressed, like getting up takes up energy. And, like, making yourself breakfast takes up energy. And so, like, you only have so many spaces or, or, like, actions that you can use throughout the day. But, like, even if you're not necessarily depressed, it's still, you know, there are things that we have to do every day to, like, ensure our survival. And the grind is sort of, like, the thing outside of the status quo to make sure that we can achieve some sort of goal but then what like so i guess not then what but like it's sort of how is it feasible today is it even feasible today especially given like in this economy yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes because people do it right uh, I need mean, uh, one of the ways that I, I wanted to do this through is like through the lens of like Kanye West's like first album, which, which was very um, like the way that he was thinking about it was very prophetic. Uh, like the way that he did that album, like saying that, like, like in that first album saying like, I will get a Grammy, like, you know, and stuff that like, he didn't know for sure that he was going to do it. And like, um, but like, yeah, that kind of level of believing in yourself—that like, you know, certain people do achieve, right? Like, because it's not like again, like getting too much into it. It, it seems like I'm bringing Kanye West like up uh, uh, out of nowhere. Um, but it—it it is. It's almost like he always wanted to be an artist, but and he went to college like to to be an artist and like both his parents were like college educated so it seemed like the the path that he was going toward was like graduate from college and like go through the like the paved road of like college educated artists i guess but then like he dropped out of school to do what he believed would work uh and I think sometimes like I mean, yeah, I think society has like these well worn paths that are supposed to lead towards success. And um yeah, I mean, I think that there's there there's certain things that um certain communities like advantages that certain communities have that others don't, like you know, like uh like just connections and stuff like that, or like applying to colleges is not the only thing you have to do like you have to also write a bunch
0: of essays for example or if you can't afford it you are writing a bunch of essays for scholarships uh, or trying to maintain all of the extracurricular things that
1: look good so that you can be accepted to a nice college or whatever if you know an alumnus like an, an alumni from from that college that like that helps that um so it's it's all these like Weird things that, beside that, that sometimes, I, th- I think that the the lower, and, and again, not that like the the lower people on the social economical like ladder like have to grind harder than, like the Steve Jobs and like the the Donald Trump can get like a a small loan of like a million dollars,
0: and. So, I mean, I guess in a way, I'm sort of here to, like, attempt to poke holes in the, like, I don't know, Kanye theory of grind, which is like, uh, <laughs> the, which, yes, we talked about it earlier today. But, like, the, I guess, yeah, the first thing is that Kanye's ego is astrono- astronomical. <laughs> and so... That's already something that, like, to have that level of grind or grit requires an ego that is
1: unhealthy. His mom also feel, like, gave him unconditional love that, like, fueled his, like, belief in himself. Uh, but again, like, it's also, like, he's also been this way for a long time and i think his mom kind of grounded him a lot and like the, there are people in his life that grounded him a lot and uh um, he i mean he also it's it's not just the ego but it's it's bipolar like it's because the, there's the other side and he he talks about like insecure in in his first album also he talked about his insecurity like all falls down like is a song about like how insecure he is and how like how he spends money on clothes and stuff to make him feel better. Uh, So like he, he's been, he's putting like the, the full spectrum of what he is like from the very beginning, which is like the, the unapologetic belief in, in himself and the like, you know, insecurity.
0: Yeah. And uh, I will also put out this disclaimer is is that like, I don't, know kanye's body of work very well and i very much do not separate art from the art artist i you know if it's one thing whenever artists are like you know horrendous human beings just today the like i found that r kelly was being charged for the things that he did with many minors and so it's like yeah no one has to be uh R. Kelly levels or like Harvey Weinstein levels of horrendous Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I asked the question do you separate art from the artist on this podcast and it kind of always kind of comes down to Kanye himself which is like the barrier is Kanye because it's like he's not doing crimes he's not you know abusing underage women or something he's just an asshole sometimes not even all the time i'm sure he's like a pretty great person
1: a lot of the time what's also interesting again like I, just because I'm, I'm i think the when we talk about the grind like his i i kind of wanted to look at his first album because it was the most like grind time that he had in his career and like i i was almost looking at like his first album uh the college dropout as a r- retrospective like with like in 2021 like looking at it um that like even in like uh jesus walks which was like one of the singles from that album in the music video he and like he, there's video of him like explaining this that like he 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 had a white supremacist like a cook Ku Klux Klan, like person in there. And like he like and the person was like working on like burning the cross and stuff like that. And then like um and then at the very end, like it, the the cross was burning, the cross fell, and like he was gonna burn himself to like save the burning cross and like it rains. And like Kanye West like explains that like that's supposed to mean that like everybody is forgiven, like Jesus walks with everyone, and like the the like. Even looking at that now, like looking at that particular like tidbit, and like looking at it like now to where like he he does, like the the, the one of the latest controversy was the fact that like he had uh the baby and uh, uh Marilyn Manson and uh, his listening party, two of which are like, you know like pretty controversial people but like but it but it is from like from like it it's almost like Kanye West like kind of hasn't changed like now like the stuff that he's getting hate for like oh look at like how he's like has these people how could he associate himself with them and it's like but he's been talking about forgiving like the worst of us like from the very beginning
0: yeah that's true uh so i guess going back to college dropout itself uh you had mentioned earlier today and we'll just reiterate this is that like he spent what 30 grand
1: on the music video for through the wire which was his first single so like he kind of already had like a like a skeleton of what the album was going to be about Um, but a lot of people didn't believe in him and it wasn't until, uh, through like the wire happened, like, you know, he got in that car crash where he almost died. Um, and he wrapped through the wire with his mouth wired shut. And like, he, I looked at it. So it was around the year turnaround from when the car crash happened, obviously like two weeks later. He, he rapped with his mouth wired shut and uh, the song came out like around a year later. Cause again, like it, he dropped like 30,000 cause he, he believed that much in himself that like, again, like one of the things that he said, it's like that easily could have been the worst thing that ever happened to him. Like, you know, and then he like milked it to be the best thing that ever happened to him. Uh, because it kind of gave him the the credibility like to like fuel his album and and it's in within the track listing of the album it's like one of the last songs and throughout the album he references through the wire it's almost like it's like the the album is building to this grandiose point and it is like the through the wire is the first thing that like the audience like we the audience like have like seen from him so it's kind of uh yeah it's kind of cool like how he like structured the album and like the whole rollout of of the thing
0: so something that is interesting about this and still kind of connecting it to the grind is that something about this perspective is that Kanye's astronomical ego and profound emphasis on how much he really values the like public feedback and how much that really affects him is interesting because even from the get go, even before people like really, really knew his name, uh, he was still kind of focusing on like, oh, if I use sort of this gimmick of me rapping with my jaw wired shut like that'll draw attention and then now that that has attention i can put other references to it in the other tracks through the album and so it's like that grind is sort of still applying itself to his artistic output artistic output but also kind of commercial output and something that I struggle with as an artist is that distinction of like what am i making as an artist and what am i making as a public figure to kanye it's all the same the the public perception is the art as well and he's also utilizing that to promote the art to shape the art to yeah it's it's all interconnected and so that in a way that grind mentality of like yeah like squeeze every drop out of every incident that happens is I don't know for me personally as an artist is like I struggle with that because it I have morals that I stick to more than my ego
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're looking at it as if, uh, like, selling out, right?
0: Sort of, but in in a weird way, like, that's another question that I always ask on the podcast. And the consensus is kind of, like, there is no such thing as selling out. And if there was, the selling out is really just betraying your own values for financial gain. Mm -hmm. So, like, the only people who are losing are the ones who have values (laughs) so like the industry already operates off of payola the industry already operates off of like public perception it already operates off of all of these things that like you know is it possible to be a successful artist in 2021 and
1: still have morals we have to get specific on what you mean about morals because like i i kind of don't like i think that through the wire even though that he even though that it had a like a squeeze a purpose like as something that he like used as publicity i i think it was never like in kanye's mind it was never selling out it was like it was like this is proof of how bad i want it this is proof of how much like. Soul I put into my art, like it, it like, and it's like, look, look at how much like feeling and soul and like I'm I'm putting into my art, and and it's it's not about it. It was I don't know because it's like, who are you making your art for? Like, it, if if you're just making it for yourself, write a diary, like you know, like it, it if. Because art is for people, like it's for others it's to con- connect with people, so like it saying like oh, you're 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 catering to your audience like it's like we're always trying to connect with an audience, we're always trying to like make something that like other people will resonate with like i I think it yeah so i i you're gonna have to help me tease out like the like give me a clear example of what selling out is because um yeah because i don't know it is really important like
0: i've been blathering on about this thesis of mine about like the importance of internal narrative and so it is interesting how when like we're describing the same thing in different terms because i see the narrative as like oh, he's using, like, he got in a car crash and is rapping with his jaw wired shut. It's a gimmick to get publicity. But the way that you just described it, the internal narrative is different in that, like, I'm dedicated to this. Look at how I'm willing to rap with my jaw wired shut. It still actually has the same goal, which is using this gimmick to get publicity. (laughs) <laughs> but the intention behind it is different because on one hand it's like ha now people will click on my thing sort of in a like this is a calculated move and i'm playing with people's emotions but instead it's like this is a calculated move because i'm proving that i'm dedicated to this and that internal narrative is really important and so it can really change the perception of an artist and i imagine it's very challenging for him to kind of constantly be focused on what the public thinks of him because of these varying interpretations of everything that he does and so i mean and and this is sort of like kind of what happens throughout the rest of his career with dark twisted fantasy and like he was trying things because he was being himself and like maybe his internal narrative was doing something else and then everyone else perceived his actions to be different and he's like wait no why are you falling away from me i am doing
1: the thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it is like didn't you want me to tell the truth like it's that's what i'm doing well something that like comes to mind is like i'm i'm shifting things to another obsession of mine which is bo burnham's inside so would that thing Bo, like inside by bo burnham mean anything different to you if he didn't really like film it all in there like you know if it didn't if like you know he if it wasn't like a that that physical aspect of the stunt if it wasn't like him, if he wasn't really depressed, if he was just acting like he was depressed, like, you know, that's the magic trick. Is it selling out? Is it like, you know, is it, you know, like I said, because like Kanye West really did get in, in the accident, you know, and, but also like whether hypothetically he didn't really, let's say he didn't really get in in the accident and it's all just like a publicity stunt to, to be, but even if it was all, like, makeup, right? Like, it, hypothetically, if it was all makeup and it was all just a publicity stunt, because that, that way you could say, like, oh, that is a lie, right? He still tell like, the story. It, it, we're almost getting into, like, Jordan Peterson, like, truth, <laughs> like, ver- versus fact, I guess. It's still that story that he's telling, that fiction is still true. The The fact that you can have so much willpower that like you can rap with your mouth shut and like write the song and like like while you're uh in in there. And and just like Bo Burnham, whether or not he was actually in that room for a year, like the the art, the package that he did, that that's still art, that's still true, that's still real.
0: Yeah, again, and that's kind of why I refer to it as a magic trick in that the like the prestige, if you will, is that (laughs) there are magic tricks that they don't tell you at all what the trick is because it ruins it. And then there's other tricks that you know exactly how it works and they tell you exactly how it works, but you still can't believe it when you see it. (laughs) <laughs> and so in a way like with both bo burnham's inside and i guess through the wire is that like it is
1: real and they're showing it. <laughs> but it's also like what if bo burnham like film and edited like inside and then he died right look like, like you know like he he kept doing his career and then like he never showed inside, and then, like once he dies, we find the file, and it's like inside, right like it's like, is it better because he didn't show it to us? Is it less of a sellout because he didn't show it?
0: I don't so much care about that, and i don't I don't think that again, I'm calling it a magic trick, and I'm not even necessarily ascribing sell out terms on this because it, we are in such a, a strange space here that it yeah like what we decide to show as artists is on purpose right like <laughs> there's nothing you know the the hooker with a penis like i sold out long before you'd ever even heard my name i sold my soul to make a record and so the everything that we're doing is so that people see it in a weird way, this podcast is me doing it—not uh, necessarily backwards, but like opposite. <laughs> In that, like, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not planning some sort of like mastermind prestige strategy here. Of like, oh, look at me struggling for this art because. I'm literally just showing you like every like you could go back and listen to every single one of my podcasts and see what the hell it is that I'm doing. And I don't know. I don't know what that means as far as selling out or not selling out the but it is something about like, yeah, it's it's what you decide to show that tells more about it. Kind of what you're saying about Bo Burnham's inside. If he had just put the music out, would it have had the same impact? Definitely not. It, it requires the the whole struggle in it. But the thing is, is that we still don't see all of it, all of it, because it's still edited. And so when you decide to take a picture of your meal and post it on instagram that is like a conscious decision that you're making to show to other people and in in a small way you're already selling out (laughs) you're like trying to show people the thing that you did uh and so like which is again sort of the question of like what is selling out Everyone is selling out and no one is selling out like, you know, what values are you betraying to make a thing or are you, you know, specifically showing a side of yourself so that it can be looked at a certain way? Uh, Yeah, we're as creatives, we're all sellouts because we're putting ourselves out there and be like, could you pay me for it? Maybe. (laughs) And so, yeah, like, we're all we're all pretending or we're all trying to show something. And maybe we don't know what that means yet. Like, social media is fairly new. And it used to be that, like, you know, public facing people would have to have like a publicist in order to, like, interact with the media. And now it doesn't matter. Like, everyone's a public person now. Everyone can make a statement and yeah we don't know what those effects are and in a weird way going back to this grind idea like (laughs) a lot of us are pretending to grind like we're you know sharing that like oh for example myself I've been saying like I'm working on my singer-songwriter album I haven't really worked on it in, like, months. I haven't recorded anything. I haven't opened up uh, an Ableton session to tweak anything. I'm not working on my album. I haven't been working on my album in a while. Because, you know, I've been busy. (laughs) But, like, I am kind of working on an album. Like, it's not done yet. So, like, it's a work in progress, I guess. But, like, the the grind is still there in a weird way. Like I still have, like I had, I still have to find the spare time in my schedule to put that stuff in there to force myself to work on the thing. And that's still a part of the grind. But again, even me talking about it right now on the podcast is me like showing you behind the scenes being like, this is I'm, intentionally showing you that i'm grinding and not grinding at the same time schrodinger's album <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: schrodinger's grinding schrodinger's performance like i mean it's a yeah i mean i guess it, anytime that you i don't know i because mean, now i'm thinking about like is the act of performing is the act of changing what you're saying doing to accommodate like others yeah i mean the the we've been talking about like selling out for so long that like to me at least it doesn't have a meaning anymore like i mean i i I don't like i do you have a clear example of somebody that sold out or like something that comes to mind is like when corn did uh Shake that Laffy Taffy. When Corn had that split thing with... uh, Who was it? I can't even remember. Uh, I believe D12 would have been Shake that Laffy Taffy. But like, I don't know. But even
0: to that extent, it's just like... And maybe it's also from my perspective of like being somewhat in the industry is that like, again, people are going to perceive things differently than what actually happened and it could be that like yeah they like got in a room and were like ooh let's mash these songs up so that it like so that the kids can enjoy it and we can like get a lot of sales from it or what if they were hanging out and were like you know it would be cool if we put these songs together that would be fun and like a creative experiment yeah Yeah, it's it's like those are
1: the like you know furthest things from each other what if we put them together like that's a like so that's also like why or like i don't know people like crapping on like pop on pop artists or like you you know like dualipas like album like uh future nostalgia is like a great album it's
0: it's a really fucking good album yeah
1: (laughs) so like because it's pop doesn't make it any less art or like did Dua Lipa sell out, like making that album. It's like not in the least, you know, so.
0: Something I've been saying lately is you're allowed to be a hypocrite if you point it out. Mm. And so (laughs) I think that pop music and I think the best example is K-pop, which is like, it's this, machine system they're like taking teenagers auditioning them and like training them to dance and sing and they're getting this team of yeah this team of producers to make like the like filtered through a lab just the purest form of pop music and k-pop is great every song is a banger it's amazing Because it is this like well-oiled machine that is making this amazing product. And of course, it is making so much money for these record companies because like, yeah, they like they did it. They figured it out scientifically. They're pumping out the poppiest pop that you can pop. (laughs) And so like they're not being dishonest about it. Like everyone knows that this is a machine and the public is
1: okay with that. Yeah, but again, but that that's also something that like why why Kanye West threw the wire like it, to me that there's no there's no way it could be selling out because like when it was and obviously like I mean he's always had it but like it was pure belief in himself it was pure like motivation juice like I mean like it, it is like like. I don't know what you listen like what kind of music you listen to that like gets you pumped up and gets you to like believe in yourself and like heck yeah i can like run through a, a brick wall like type music like but like a, i like that is what like the intent i think that's the intent of through the wire and it, there is n- like yeah
0: I don't know. correct me if i'm wrong but i don't know if i said that like oh kanye is a sellout but it it's more like i was talking about like the grind as far as like utilizing situations and squeezing stuff out of them right you have to scheme yeah yeah uh i don't think kanye has ever sold out he's never been a sellout because he really believes this shit <laughs> uh to to an unhealthy extent actually And so (laughs) the, yeah, what some might see as like trying to get publicity is him, it's not necessarily a game, although it is, it's that like he is trying to play with the public and Kanye doesn't exist without people's public perception of him. And every artist doesn't exist without the public's perception of them regardless of how much they feed into it or not and so yeah there's definitely artists that like don't like doing interviews don't like talking to the press and they just want to make their art and that in itself is a sort of public statement that you're trying to play with what the public perception is which is we don't talk to the press we're just trying to make art
1: but either like the, yeah there there's almost no i mean there there are these actors that uh like never watch their movies, so it it, it is an interesting like you know uh thing I guess like the, that it's like it it's the performance that is their art, and it's not like the final product
0: yeah i, I actually used to dislike Harrison Ford because. He's he's a curmudgeon. He's extremely curmudgeonly in every interview that he's in. And I was like, man, what an asshole. Just like, you know, be cool. But at one point I saw a thing where I don't know what it was, but basically he was like, I'm an actor and I wish people would stop asking me about these things that, you know, oh, did Han shoot first or whatever? He's like, I don't care. I'm an actor and i'm trying to do good acting and i was like oh yeah (laughs) he's he's an actor and he's not here for all of like the fame and nerdy shit he's just trying to do his job really
1: well because he really likes it it's like the script called for this i don't know what they did with the edit
0: (laughs) yeah uh you know there's that funny sketch of ian mckellen of like oh wow ian mckellen you're such a great actor like how do you get into character to be gandalf he's like well i'm not actually gandalf (laughs) but when peter jackson says action i pretend (laughs) that i'm this wizard (laughs) and so like yeah he's just doing his job but like The weird thing is, is that there is a degree of separation between actors who are on set acting and then they leave and then a product is made kind of around them, but not necessarily with their input, whereas musicians specifically, a big part of what we do requires the public performance of it because it's it's very important to how people consume the art that they witness it live and so actors don't necessarily have to deal with that but musicians do and so there's part of the art that just exists in the studio and yeah here's a recording that we made and it's modified and it's the best version of this song that you could possibly hear and then we're going to take this art thing and make a live version of it so that you can consume it in person and so it still kind of requires the public perception like if you go to a show and the band is like not interacting at all You don't feel their energy change whenever the audience gets excited. That's kind of a bad show. And in a weird way, it's like the, the spectrum that is on screen camera actors to musicians, to comedians like comedians. There is no comedy without the audience. It, requires the laughter if you can't just do comedy and be like "Whoop! i did good jokes and i'm done it's like no if the audience didn't laugh you did comedy bad
1: <laughs> there, there's the the special from gerard carmichael uh have you heard of him Mm-mm. which actually bo burnham directed his special and it it was like like there was no audience it was this very artsy thing where, like, a lot of the times it was just him in, like, an empty room and there were, like, close-ups and stuff like that. And, like, it was serious and funny. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, and that's something that Bo Burnham specifically, I mean, kind of from the beginning, has been trying to challenge in every way possible. That was Art is Dead on his first or second
1: special. I can't remember, but yeah, like, I mean, he's definitely, like, a child of the internet that, like, since, like, he got famous on the internet as a child, like, like, as a 15-year-old, like, he blew up, like, you know, on YouTube, so, yeah, like, if he would have been, like, a stand-up, like, he would have seen it, like, seen the spark, right, Uh, but yeah, like, and like blowing up on the internet when you're 15 it's like oh wow like 5 million people just watched the the video that i sent my brother uh so like it, it's quite a different like uh like you know the parasocial relationship um starts different uh for him than for like a like a stand up artist
0: yeah and Kind of going back to the grind, and this is something that we should talk about, is that like luck is incredibly important to the circumstances or lack of circumstances. And that is, you know, there's thousands of artists that are making the greatest, coolest most mind-blowing music that you will never hear because it somehow is not making its way to you
1: yeah and i mean i i guess to some extent you hope that the algorithms that we're building will show you like weird stuff uh but like yeah something that like again like just that i heard the other day have you ever heard of um girl sweatshirt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So apparently I just heard that like he dropped a, a collab album with somebody else which I can't remember and he dropped it on YouTube under a, like another name and like the the other artist was like yeah we we actually cuz somebody asked him like when's that collab coming with like girl sweatshirt and he's like we actually did it and we put it out on YouTube and like we just haven't heard anything about it so you know go find it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that kind of says something about and this is a hard reality that i've slowly been coming to terms with over time is that like people think that like oh the good stuff will find its way right forward. to the top for yeah it's that is not true at all especially in today's day and age like it doesn't matter how fucking amazing your stuff is like at some point money gets involved to make it happen and so yeah maybe like the good stuff will rise to the top because some rich person hears it and is like oh my god i have to share this with the world how do i get in touch with this person so that i can help them you know
1: be seen more and yeah that's the luck component i think there's like collaboration is super important like it it is like however like gross it feels like it it is a little bit of a climbing social ladders to where like i mean yeah like Kanye without ever being like signed to rockefeller like he would have just kept making beats in, in the background like you know like uh, so, I, I think a lot of the times, like you almost have to collaborate with like people to kind of like get the like stamp of approval from others. Cause like you, anybody could just. Cause the, because of the internet, it's almost like a public diary that like nobody has to like, you know, read your public diary, but, but you can, you know, just keep putting it out there. But un- unless you kind of like. Show it to people that want to show it to people. Like you know, like you're never going to get there.
0: That's that's a funny thing. And one, I have one thought, which is just like this podcast is like a public diary, only like you know, however many people listen to it. And thank you for continuing to listen to it. I guess, but like it is just kind of here. And as we talked about earlier today, there's lots of things that I could do to market my podcast better and I know what those things are it's just haha back to the grind like it having the time to be able to put in the work to make that happen but something else I noticed that you said that like oh like collabs even though they might be kind of gross why are collabs kind of gross
1: I think like chasing the social clout like chasing like like because it of- there is that stigma of like always trying to like oh well that person like you know like just like people that have more clout than others and like the people run toward them like for opportunity like you know yeah i mean that, that
0: it's a real thing though because the music industry along with pretty much any other industry probably uh i can't speak for many other industries because i'm not in them but like the music industry, at least specifically, is very much network based. You're not going to get a job in something music related if you don't know someone already. And so that's kind of the other thing of like, again, you could be making the greatest, most mind blowing thing, but if no one around you likes it or if no one around you know someone who knows someone who knows someone then it's not going to get to the right places and so i mean yeah like clout is a real thing and in a in a weird way it's also not a real thing kind of again going back to that like jordan peterson fact versus truth thing is that like it doesn't matter if people or yeah it doesn't matter if someone is really famous or is really a good musician or is really whatever if people think that you are then you are and so the the rest comes down to like how much further you can take that because yeah you can you can only go so far with a lie and so uh, at some point people will find out that like oh i don't know it's it hasn't knock down donald trump completely yet so we'll see how that plays out uh, <laughs> but like the the weird thing is, is that like yeah people's perception of who and what you are is as important as the thing itself and we've learned this lesson from you know the past 30 years of like political propaganda that has shaped (laughs) the way that we perceive reality in america itself but more specifically in this case uh yeah it's part of the grind to like collaborate with artists that are big or that seem to be big in your industry and this is something that like i guess it's a little bit weird for me to be saying it on the record but like there have been people on my podcast that I perceive to be unreachable, like clout wise or whatever. And after having talked to them, it's like, oh, they're really cool people, regardless of like where or what they are. And so like, yeah, I've I've had both the manager of the Flaming Lips and like two people who play in the Flaming Lips on this podcast and that sounds much cooler than what it necessarily is which is just i had some really nice conversations with like really nice people <laughs> because in the end they like they're just people that happen to be involved in things and and i think this is something else that needs to be acknowledged about people's perceptions of like what fame is Because the example that you had brought up earlier of like, oh, Korn doing this like mashup with whatever, like sometimes it is just friends hanging out and they make a thing. And just because those friends happen to be really famous, it's it's just like more people are in on it. But like uh, Seth Rogen makes movies with his friends because it's fun for him. It just so happens that lots of people are involved in the process and lots of people see the end result, but it's, it's still just Seth Rogen making movies with his friends. And that's pretty cool in itself, but it's also really nice for him because he also gets to make some money off of it. (laughs) And, and that's uh, again, tying this theme back, that's the beautiful synergy that everyone is hoping for with the grind.
1: Yeah, but but it's also like w- with the grind, you you do kind of have to find a way to not make it a hobby, I think. I don't think that the grind applies to hobbies.
0: No, because hobbies are for the self. Yeah. And like, and yeah, it's a weird thing that like, oh, I'm trying to be... A musician or i'm trying to be a video producer or whatever so that like i reach some sort of like success and like success probably requires other people's approval so that i can justify this success for myself <laughs> whereas you know like i've been enjoying skating i like landed some shitty ollies in the grass today have you grinded yet i've not ground to the grind yet there's a better joke in there but i'm not finding it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i guess taking this back to college dropout do you think that i guess to what extent was kanye's grind mentality responsible for his success and then to what extent was it the
1: everything else i mean i think that the the, like you said like it's always luck like or luck is always a, a component but it's luck is something that you can never count on you can never like just like wish that like you know like that that the one manager like comes to you and says wow i really like your stuff like you you do have to believe yourself in almost a delusional way (laughs) like you know so you can get there like because like there's it's not written in stone that Kanye would have gotten famous like he 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 put in the effort and sure he got lucky along the way but like he put in the effort and like you you do have to believe in yourself and just like and anything like if you're applying for a job you have to kind of believe in yourself uh or else it, it won't like you know you won't present well in the interview and or like if if you aren't going a little bit up, uh, punching a little bit above your weight or comfort like you're just gonna get like crappy jobs all the time that like don't fill you
0: (laughs) yeah and that's the other sort of i don't know hard part about the the loop the status quo loop if you will and that is that like if you are just staying in a shitty job because it's stable and you don't like the job but it's stable like at what point do you need to be grinding to get above that and and that's also not to say that everyone has to do a grind yeah yeah that i don't know at one point i had the realization that like some people are just npcs (laughs) and that's okay (laughs) yeah like and it's it's a weird thing for me especially that like this podcast is all about like getting to know people on a deeper level like oh there's something more there but something also that should be acceptable is like some people just aren't deep yeah and they're completely all right with their all right job and it works and they're alive and they're just going to keep doing that and cool
1: (laughs) yeah i wonder like because i i would be willing to bet that like there's probably some string of depth like in there but it's not like you know it's not like the the like is it religions like no is it spirituality no is it like you know are you passionate about music no or uh, movies no like there's probably somewhere in there to um, to to where like it's warhammer miniatures yeah so then yeah so it, it could be like yeah you ask somebody about warhammer like and there's no way like i'm never ever gonna ask somebody about warhammer miniatures like you know like (laughs) i'm never gonna stumble upon that like like you know diamond treasure trove that some people are carrying within them like i'm never gonna found that find that out about somebody that has that jewel
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like more so it's just it's okay like you don't have to be deep You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be any of these things that like our Western society values quite a bit. It's totally cool to like be all right with an all right thing and just like survive until you die. And it's like, cool. I didn't do any atrocities my entire life. And like, that's a decent life.
1: I think also if there are like NPCs without any kind of like depth, if they're happy with their life, that is like extra extraordinary. <laughs> like you know.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. maybe that's that's something else to and because of the time we can like acknowledge this part, but like the there's two ways off of the grind bus if it's a bus i don't know the (laughs) one is to like achieve your goal like get to the destination and like yeah i did it which like in many cases it's an illusion that you think that there's an end goal and it's like you get there but it's like no but there's this other thing that i want to achieve and like you never actually really stop grinding and then there's the other part of it which is just like nah i'm gonna just get off the bus i don't have to grind anymore And I'm just cool where this is. And yeah, that's, uh, I'm remembering this thing that like Chris Ryan quotes this study of like they had different types of, uh, or they had models in a study and women were sort of rating their attractiveness and... The same model was wearing like expensive suits and then just like casual, normal clothes. And they rated the guys in the expensive suits to be more attractive than like the whatever guy. But then they did another one where it's the guy with the expensive suit and a guy that looks like he doesn't give a fuck about anything And the guy who doesn't give a fuck was more attractive than the guy in the expensive suit. And so it's like (laughs) if you have a choice between someone who is losing the game and winning the game, probably going to go with the person who's winning the game. But if you have the choice between someone who's winning the game and someone who's not even playing the game, it's the person who's not playing the game. That's more interesting. That's more attractive because like. We're all playing this game. And it's like, man, look at that guy. Like he has the courage to not be playing the game. And that's really cool. (laughs) So. I don't know. I don't know if this whole thing leads to like, don't play the game or do play the game or finding different ways of playing the game. But like, it's a grind. (laughs) Any further thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, uh, we need UBI so more people don't have to play the game <laughs> yeah that's that's a whole other thing yes
0: <laughs> separate thing which in in undisclosed amount of time mostly because we don't know when it would be the that is a conversation that we will have on your our podcast eventually yes. when <laughs> it starts being a thing which is just going to be a way of which we make other content so that it can be shareable but like, it's going to be more interesting conversations like this. Do you feel comfortable making some sort of announcement about it? Because I just kind of did.
1: <laughs> well, we, we've we been, I mean, I I feel like almost like uh, I've been kind of like Kanye, like, you know, announcing albums and not dropping them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so far, the name of our podcast is going to be Yondi. Just kidding. Mooditious. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, we're, uh, we're thinking about, um, uh, doing like, uh, a joint podcast, uh, that are more like topic-based, uh, and- The topic is weed because it's a joint
0: podcast. <laughs> Jokes. But no, yeah, we'll, we'll pick topics and be really nerdy about them. And then we'll try and like prop each other's points up or like tear them down so that we can get better at having ideas for. I guess ideas sake. I mean, I'm not, I'm not changing the world with the things that I'm doing yet. So like, you know, it's just for ideas sake. (laughs) Yeah. This was a good conversation. Jesus, thank you so much for doing this with me. Where can we find you in your things?
1: At Mudicious in most things. I think if you, if you look for that, you can find me. Yeah. M-U-D-I-T... I-O-U-S. You'll
0: find it, or you can look in the show notes because I will probably have a link there. Well, yeah, once again, thank you for doing this with me. I'm Santiago Ramones, and you are Jesus Ramones. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. I have an EP, a short album, that is streaming everywhere right now. It's called Soundbites. The music you're hearing right now is from Soundbites. Listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you stream music or buy it on Bandcamp because a single purchase is the monetary equivalent of streaming it all day, every day for a year. I'm also working on another album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, you can buy my music or you can support me on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Santiago Follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with all the stuff that I'm doing, both at bit.depth and at Santiago Ramones Music. There's also a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. Go to SantiagoRamones.com Discord to join. If you like the podcast, leave comments on social media, leave reviews by saying how much you like the podcast, and tell your friends about it. I really couldn't be doing this without you, and I am so very grateful to continue doing BitDepth for this long. Thank you so much for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.